Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I was making about a thousand pounds a week at some point. A lot of people are like super scared to monetize their skills because they think they're not good enough mm. or they're not like a business person. They don't look like what a business person should be. Yeah. But all great businesses started off as a hustle that's so that's so good that is such a good quote hello and welcome to the to my sisters podcast i'm renee and i'm courtney and we're your online big sisters and hosts of the to my sisters podcast we are all about promoting the wellness growth and development of a community of sisters across the world and in today's conversation we'll be talking about money yes it makes the world go around and we are going to be as real and raw about our financial journeys talking about our money mistakes things we wish we knew about finance is growing up and how to make save and invest money in your 20s money answers all things I'm, i truly believe it <laughs> i truly believe it gbp dollar <laughs> yen we take it all crypto cities Naira. i'm accepting it to that bitcoin send it over baby <laughs> that xrp send it over sweetie um, <laughs> so why we're talking about money is right now 2020 has taught us that you always need to have money for a rainy day right Mm -hmm. there you never know what's on the horizon um and what you're going to need to have saved for um whether that be losing your job unfortunately um losing another a loved one even more sad um or just wanting to start a new venture and pivot so while we're here talking about money of course we engage with money every single day (laughs) (laughs) spending it making it (laughs) we really need to talk about things we did wrong that's that's really the only <laughs> way to put it because i think that child. that would be a great place to talk about mm. um in our let's talk about sex baby episode we started talking about our own sexual experiences so mm. why not talk about our financial experiences mm-hmm. when it comes to money renee talk to us about your journey your Ooh, money mistakes we want to hear it all air, air out that dirty laundry today <laughs> Well, it all started it all started when i was three years old <laughs> and i made enough money to buy a freddo um <laughs> back when freddo was like 5p <laughs> oh those were the days inflation has hit us so terribly hard freddo is like 30p now i know it's a scam and ka like they have the price on the card and you get to the counter and they're like one pound i'm like uh so it's just 39 pence thank you um my financial journey so growing up um, I didn't necessarily worry about money in mm. that my parents were very much the kind of like first generation migrants that didn't want their kids to think about money. Mm. Um, so yeah, whenever I needed something or like a trip paid for, I would just hand off like, you know, the little paper to my dad mm. and he would be like, we'll find a way to handle this yeah. or, you know, that kind of stuff. So in terms of like money, I didn't really do much with money until I started getting into like secondary school and Mm. I started getting an allowance now make no mistake guys I wasn't getting a hefty allowance like some of you guys oh no 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 I was getting my lovely I think it was like two pounds fifty a day Mm. or like one pound fifty a day and I cherished that money (laughs) I was out here 
at the time i don't know if any of you guys have the same experience as me but at the time growing up mm. one pound was a lot of money it was you a could lot. do so much so with that much. gold coin yo i was out here buying my freddos and my ka and a crisp and a crisp as well space invaders and then if you <laughs> saved up then you could get like a tesco meal deal you could yeah. get hot wings yeah also guys i think you've noticed that i spent most of my money on food <laughs> <laughs> so, didn't we all to be most honest just frivolous spending on food frivolous and spending on food and sweets mostly like the little like nibble stuff yeah. so that was me and then occasionally i would be like saving up for things saving up my coins in mm. my little like coin collection because i didn't have a bank account that mm. i had access to until i was 17 18 mm. and when i was off to uni my mother was like oh, you know coming of age you can finally <laughs> get a bank account and whatnot so in terms that was kind of like my early journey with mm. money just the whole you know we'll handle the finances don't yeah. worry about it i didn't really see much of money unless it was like you know my one pound fifty per day mm. Then when I got into university, I'm sure many of you guys will um, relate to this, mm. but now I've got a lot of money. I was doing a, just before university, I was doing a part-time job mm. and I was getting not just one pound, but like 10 pounds <laughs> and a hundred pounds. And it was just snowballing from there. And I was living my very best life. I could buy clothes online because yeah. I had my bank account and they paid me through that. Oh, it's so true of my days. I was out here like, I, we talked about this in our last episode in passing in front of me is where we had like PLT and new mm. look on, you know, our computer tabs because we could buy things by then. <laughs> Gosh. And the thing is, it sounds like we're old people, but this, <laughs> this, this new only, technology of this the bank card. <laughs> exactly. was so, so new to me. So yeah, I was now getting in, you know, a bit more money. I could do like, do up savings mm. and then obviously going to university and getting things like bursary, getting mm. things like student loan, getting thousands of pounds now we're up in these figures girl i was i felt like i was rolling i felt yeah. like i was literally and fortunately like going to a university like oxford meant that money wasn't a problem in terms mm. of like access to money mm. so i got bursaries that made sure that i was comfortable because mm. um oxford and cambridge don't actually allow you to work for those of you that yes. may be interested so i was kind of like okay so where do we go from here because i'm not from a wealthy background i need money to work yeah make it work so they had some really generous bursaries which meant that you know i had money yes and paid you know paying tuition paying off you know um housing costs don't listen to twitter guys and pay your rent and stuff first don't go and spend <laughs> it on balenciagas or any 100. any red bottomed shoe whatsoever make sure that you pay your bills yes um but that was never my experience. I was always taught to make sure that my bills and everything was paid and done. And I didn't mm. have to owe anybody anything before I could spend on myself. However, when it did come to spending on myself, that's where the frivolity came in. <laughs> so <laughs> growing up, I was denied, you know, foods that I liked and clothes that I liked and mm. stuff like that. Like there was always... The, the problem with not having access to money until a little bit later on and not mm. having a financial education to accompany that mm. is you start to spend frivolously just because you can. Yes. And that was very much my experience when I started making, you know, in the thousands. When I started seeing that in my bank account, yeah. it gave me the impression of abundance mm. and I started allocating it to things that I didn't need. I was buying clothes that I didn't need. It was winter. Yeah. I didn't need that vest. At all. I started purchasing, you know, 
Deliveroo my um <laughs> because whenever we ordered food it came through the porters right. at the front of um my college my porters got to know me very very well <laughs> Renee another delivery for you yes it is uh, yes it is Patrick Same. thank you thank you and mind your business so mm-hmm. I was out here <laughs> don't count my check <laughs> I was out here picking up deliveries and whatnot I even remember one time I was so depressed mm in um university i think it was like the night before one of our mock exams mm. and i was literally in my pjs and i went to go and order um a pizza mm. and my porters were just looking renee it's like 12 a.m is everything okay it's like i didn't ask it's for not. your opinion <laughs> I didn't, clearly. clearly everything is not okay i didn't ask for your opinion um so yeah started spending a little bit more frivolously and then realized that life couldn't continue this way mm. um as and as much as you know student overdraft i went into my overdraft i'm not gonna lie a couple of times in mm. that first in that first year um and don't be fooled guys overdraft is money you have to pay back so- <laughs> <laughs> there's seriousness on your face when you said that just so you're Listen, aware <laughs> just so that you're aware that minus is not you know it's not like a dream it's not yeah. a joke it's very yeah. very real um so yeah there was also that element of like my financial journey mm. and then I was on the cusp of like leaving university and I realized like, okay, I need to stop squandering my money on Mm. useless things. And I need to start thinking long-term about the fact that, you know, this cash injection from my student loan and like anything else that I was doing is going to stop when I leave, you know, university. Um, And then fortunately I went on to do my post-grad and that was a full scholarship. So they yes. paid for everything. So it was great. Did you hear that? She got a full scholarship <laughs> to Harvard. Mm-hmm. They paid for like my health insurance, which was mm. actually super, super handy. Wow, that's, that's really, really important. Um, they paid for like my living expenses. It paid for my rent and all that kind of good stuff. So again, that whole like financial imp- independence, mm. I was just like running away from. <laughs> and then when I did graduate and mm. finally entered the working world and started doing up, you know, entrepreneurship and mm. all that all that malarkey, I realized there are real big big girl bills to pay, <laughs> very big girl bills to pay. Yep. And I couldn't rely on bank of mother and father because mm. I'd never had relied on bank of mother and father like right. that. Um especially like in university and the bills are not going to run from you. They will run towards you. <laughs> so <laughs> there were definitely some times where, you know, I had to crack open my Excel spreadsheet and, mm. you know, manage my costs and my budgets. Right. There were definitely some times where, you know, I couldn't go and have delivery and I couldn't go out with my friends because yeah. I couldn't afford it. Yeah. And there were definitely some times where, you know, I would squander my money on a really cute dress <laughs> But I wouldn't be able to eat at a restaurant. So what was the point? What was the point? Can't wear the dress to anywhere. You can't wear but- it to anywhere. So I finally got into a place with my finances where after doing my own kind of like independent reading and mm. engaging with people and like being super open with my finances, having accountability partners, I've gotten to a much more comfortable place where I'm not quite where I want to be in terms of like my big, big financial goals. Mm. But I'm a lot at I'm at a much healthier place yeah. where I have savings, Mm. which is big because in my family, like we're not particularly wealthy. So even having savings is a big thing. Yeah. Um, Being able to save for particular things Mm. like saving up for a house or for a car or Mm. like having emergency savings, like even having emergency savings is such a relief right now because I didn't come, I didn't grow up in that kind of background. It was always paycheck to paycheck Mm. in my family. Um, 
So not quite where I want to be, but in a much more like comfortable position. I love that. I'm still eating a couple of deliveries, guys. Listen, I'm, I'm young. I'm learning. <laughs> still Ubering. Um, still Ubering. Mm. I even Ubered. <laughs> I, even Ubered. <laughs> I even Ubered. But hello, monthly expenses. We're tracking these kind of things. And we'll delve Good. deeper into this a bit more into the episode. But Courtney, mm-hmm. what about you? Your yes. financial journey. My financial journey has been very interesting. Um... So I, similar to you, grew up um, getting a weekly allowance. My weekly allowance was £15. Oh, Yes. So I had a £15 weekly allowance, uh, £3 every day for school. Wow. And um, yeah, it's, but that was for like, if you want to get breakfast, lunch or... Oh, yeah, I'm like, screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's for everything, snacks and all. Um, so it, it was good. Like I, I was able to go to my parents for, like you said, school trips, any expenses, stuff like that. Um, but I wasn't spoiled. I wasn't treated to like mm. loads of things. Um, if I wanted like these really nice clothes and stuff, no, my mum is going to go and buy my clothes. <laughs> She's <laughs> going to get it on the cheap. Um, and it was, and to be honest, my mum has style, you know, so she always mm. made sure we looked nice, but it was always on a budget. So mm. she would buy from like Asda George. Um, that was before Asda George was glamorous. Um, but also, but the, their clothes were really good and yeah. she would, she would buy like from charity shops. I remember going to a lot of charity shops mm. and getting into thrifting. Um, and she, my mum is amazing at like finding good, mm. you know, mums are really they good really at finding so good, good things. Like your mum will come back from TK Maxx with like oh. a Dior bag. <laughs> You'll go to TK Maxx and you just find candles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like mums have that eye, do you go know what yeah. I mean? So, but she would buy like, um, things that she wanted to last long mm. so a good winter jacket and stuff she realized you can't skimp on stuff like that so she would buy it from like marks and spencers that was our you want to buy something the nice <laughs> we're going to marks and spencers <laughs> so um that was my encounter with money and i think um the way you learn money is obviously like you mentioned it's modeled off of your parents mm. right so how do your parents deal with money and my mom um and my, both my parents actually my dad has always been a saver yeah so my dad is like oh <laughs> when we talk about save wherever you can <laughs> scrimp scrimp and save <laughs> my dad is uh, just a massive a massive massive deal finder mm. he like buys like if something is more than three pounds to my dad he's like why are you why are you investing <laughs> why are you investing in this item um but also my dad has several houses in ghana he mm. has several plots of land mm. so i understood as i grew up and understood more about his mindset his is very much so you save all your money you don't buy out my i've never really seen my dad buy a takeaway Mm. he doesn't buy takeaways he doesn't do ubers if he can get the train he'll do it um my dad is a saver and so he is able to invest in these really amazing things so when we go to ghana like i know my dad has loads of places i can live loads of land and all of that so i he has that more so long-term perspective Mm. my mom she will save my mom is a saver she supports a lot of people but she's also very generous yeah. and my mom likes nice things <laughs> i got my taste from my mom <laughs> my mom likes nice things so i would usually go to my mom like mom i want these really nice new trainers and my mom will tell me i don't have money for that right yeah. but then my mom at the same in the same breath will have a jeweler come to our house <laughs> to sell her a 500 pound necklace nice. and she'll buy it oh 100 and she'll buy it there was a lot of trauma involved in that occurrence um you know why is my mom spending money on jewelry she ain't giving it to me but 
as I think more about it, she used to splurge on things which would last a really long time. Mm. So um, things she could pass down. So right now, like my mum has some really nice few designer items that I can take and mm. wear out um, or, you know, things she can hand over that actually have increased in value since she bought it. Mm. But also my mum also owns land and she also um, has built her own house from like her own money. And that to me is like really inspiring. So both of my parents taught me you save your money right yeah. and don't spend your money on things that are useless basically like my mum doesn't like fast fashion whenever mm. I come home and I've like bought like loads of stuff from ASOS she's like this stuff is not going to last you like if you want to buy something nice buy it once and mm. leave it so my parents always taught me about strategic money spending yeah and um, through their actions but what they didn't teach me was about borrowing mm-hmm. and debt mm. right so i grew up very scared of debt Uh very scared i so when i opened similar to you i opened my uh, first current account Mm. when or yeah is it called a current account yeah your everyday account um when i was about to go to university when i was 17 because i needed to get my student loan Mm -hmm. so that's the only reason why i opened it and i never converted that to a student account so i never took overdraft i never had overdraft i've never had overdraft available to me till this day which i'm really happy about because i've never had to use it but Mm. at the same time i think there are strategic ways you can use debt and now i'm older and now i've got a business and i manage those finances I am realizing that there is actually good debt mm. because one thing that was hugely affected by my fear of debt was my credit score. Yeah. I didn't have one. Mm. It was just poor. It was always poor because I'd never taken time to build my credit score mm. until, I mean, I paid my phone bill. I paid my phone bill, mm. but that's it. Right. And so when I turned uh, 17, no, when I turned 16, I started working in a salon and that was my first ever job, ever job. Cha-ching. <laughs> Girl, when I say I was making money. <laughs> money. <laughs> and obviously, like, money in your mind is, is relative. But at 16, I was making about 1500 a month. Ah, bola. Again, <laughs> times two squared. Wow. I was making about 1500 a month working at a salon part-time. And Part-time? Girl, but I was tired. Because I was basically working full-time hours. But, okay, fine. Because <laughs> um, I was at a Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, you know, stylists, we make money. Mm-hmm, like, if you're a mm-hmm. good stylist and you can build a good clientele, you can make a good amount of money. Mm. Um, And for me, when I discovered that bag, like hair ain't never left me (laughs) i'm telling you now since i you know was making that money at 16 i've continued working um in hair either as a side hustle so whilst i was at university Mm. whilst like you said oxbridge doesn't allow you to work like have a formal employment whilst Mm. you're doing your degree Mm. so you can't like work in a local supermarket or something like work retail like most students can yeah um but your girl has always been a i like nice things and i know a lot of people always emphasize save save your money save your money no i like nice this is i need to emphasize this (laughs) i like nice things i like being comfortable and i like convenience yeah and i remember um you know talking about this with my mom and she was like yeah you're like me Mm. the only thing you need to resolve though is your constant mindset needs to be then not how can i spend less money but how can i make more money Mm. right so whilst i was at university i had several side hustles like i am the queen of 
different streams of income have a bit there a bit there coming in from here coming in from there and whilst I was at university mm. I was making money from YouTube I was making money from sponsored content mm. um I was making money from making wigs on the side yeah. um and I also had an internship that I did during the holidays so I was actually never like stuck for cash and similarly mm. I had student loan I had student um maintenance loan and I had maintenance grant mm. and I had Cambridge bursary mm. so I was having money, money come I was calm university days were nice didn't it? they were so so oh. good and I mean I was wig making as a side hustle um I was making about a thousand pounds a week at some point so I really had money coming in my other Is problem it though to become a wig maker girl or... you can <laughs> I've got a couple things dropping real soon you can learn on okay. my wig course <laughs> go to cdbacademy.com and you can learn how to make a thousand pounds a week sign up for the newsletter as a wig maker and it's super convenient it's super easy because um you can do it on your spare time mm. and literally like I would do it either before I went to a lecture or after a lecture or after I come back from work, make mm. one or two here and there, make a couple hundred a week. It's wow. really good. Um, but one thing I will say is I had a spending problem. Mm-hmm. I spent <laughs> too much. I was making money. <laughs> I wasn't in debt. I didn't have credit cards. Or, so it wasn't like to the extreme. Yeah. I didn't have credit cards. I didn't have overdrafts. But I, like I've just described, I was making quite a bit of money a month, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. For a 20, not even a 20, like 18, 19 year old. Yeah. But I was spending a lot of money on the um, <laughs> intentional consumption episode. You may have heard my confession that I used to spend like 600 pounds a month on clothes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I also was spending hundreds of pounds a month on food, Ubers, <laughs> travel to places, um, going to London back and forth all the time on the train. Um, I would just spend makeup loads of stuff i was just buying all the time yeah and i realized i had a problem (laughs) (laughs) i have a problem um and so i as i've gotten older now one of the biggest things i've tried to work on is a managing debt um in a good way that actually benefits me so building my credit score leveraging off of debt as well so taking certain loans Mm. but always making sure i can pay them back but also control your spending it's fine to like nice things but you have to afford those nice things and can you how do you afford them so my resolve has always been how do I make more money Mm. you know and how do Mm. I be just strategic about making more money but I'd say one of my biggest money mistakes was just not getting a credit card early enough yeah so I could build my credit score which is what I'm doing now Mm. um and not saving I I really wish I had like my parents had that long-term vision in mind because i could have bought a couple houses by now with all the money that i spent on clothes i know it but alas you live and you learn i guess Mm -hmm. i had to experience that so i could share it on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) it's wisdom at the end of the day but that that's our money journey that's our money mistakes but when it comes down to finances what would you say is two things you wish you knew Mm. when you were younger about finance The first thing I wish I knew about finance is money is good. Mm, Talk about that. That money is in abundance. I think growing up the way I did, money was always a problem. Mm. It was always seen as something that was either at the root of the problem or as just inherently bad. Like, we had bills to pay we needed money mm. money was always scarce and like i grew to have a 
kind of negative relationship with money Mm. and I always got the impression that money was scarce when growing up like where I am now money's actually in abundance like there's and I don't say this to to discount the fact that we're in a difficult economic situation but if you are a creative person and if you are looking for ways to increase your income you can do it Mm. and it's only like recently like doing things that I enjoy as well can bring me money yeah that was revolutionary to me like the fact that I write that is an income stream for Mm. me now the fact that I bake even like I can bake for money it's like (laughs) it feels like a secret that no one (laughs) told me about when I was younger so I wish that money was presented as something that was a bit more positive Mm. um, than it was for me growing up and knowing that I was also the kind of person that could make money as well. Mm. I think particularly for women, financial education isn't always top of the agenda when it comes to, you know, our parents, our upbringing and stuff like that. It's Mm. not something that's like so quickly attributed with femininity. Right. I wish like that was more part of my education Mm. and that money was seen as something good and something that women can handle and something that women can make and have ownership over. Yeah. The second thing that I wish I knew about money is that probably similar to yours, I wish I was a bit more intentional and long-term about the way that I use my money. As much as I really enjoyed my Freddo's growing up, (laughs) I could probably buy a whole like six pack of Freddo's now if I had saved. (laughs) I'm trolling, I'm trolling, I'm trolling. But I wish that I had capacity to dream a bit bigger when I was younger Mm. and this is I mean this is not um, we're still very young we're still very very young and watch us guys we're gonna do some great things but I wish that earlier on I had been encouraged to dream bigger about money and Mm. my finances yeah um than I had been when I was younger Mm. um so yeah those are the two that the two things that I would say and like a big bonus one is I well not really a bonus one but more so a reflection I think my mother is very similar to yours in that she's very generous mm. very very ge- this woman will be on her again on her last like 10 pounds and mm. she'll give you like nine pounds 99 wow and I think when I spend frivolously as well I tend to include other people mm. and this is a bonus one but make sure that you put yourself first and your financial welfare and well-being first mm. don't be whether you're in a relationship or you love your friends or your family and stuff like that don't jeopardize or compromise your financial well-being to make people happy mm, that's so good that's um, so good we can come into that a little bit later on but courtney two financial things that you wish you knew what did you wish you know about money back in the day Um, I think for me, I wish I had known that you don't just have to work for money. Money can work for you. Mm. I really wish I had known that in the sense that... Entrepreneur, mogul, businesswoman, (laughs) come on, give us the facts. (laughs) No, no. In in the sense that I grew up watching, my parents are both nurses. They work really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to the NHS. And they, when I say they work, shifts like back to back to back and I was used to watching that and so for me um I grew up you know in a a situation where whilst we didn't have a lot of money um I wasn't 
I mean, my my mum got to a stage, she had to go back to university for it, but she got worked herself up to a stage where we were good. Like financially, Mm. we were okay. um, In the sense that there wasn't feelings of like insecurity, Mm. um, which I'm super thankful for. Um, but one thing that I will say is in order to maintain security, it was, it looked like you just have to work yourself to the bone. And I wish I had just known from an earlier age that you don't have to do that necessarily. Mm. There are such things as not having to work overtime. Mm. Um, there are such things as being able to enjoy and go on holiday and take a break and not have to work all the time like workaholics um but actually you should be able to work to be able to rest not just be bound to working every hour of the day forever just so you can stay afloat Mm. um i wish i had known as well that hmm yeah i i think like what i said that there is such thing as good debt yeah um and to be honest i don't really think there is such thing as good debt but i do think there is debt that helps you um i wish i had known that like that mentality of stay away from borrowing money stay away from using credit cards i wish i didn't have that mindset Mm. um for so long i would say i'm glad that i didn't you know rely on them and i was Mm. taught don't rely on them but i wish i had known like building your credit score is something that will help you navigate in this world so much easier Mm. um when it comes down to making big financial decisions and big financial investments um such as buying a house like you need to have a good credit score um and now you know it it, you that's something you build over time Mm. um or even things like I'm sure I could have used some overdraft money to invest in a business somewhere. You know, I was so scared to even mindsets like getting a business loan. You kind of just feel scared to do it because it's like, oh, my gosh, debt. Like, I don't want debt Mm. Um, or other things like getting an investor in your company. Yeah. And feeling like, oh, my gosh, I have to give up. It's this scarcity mentality of I have to give up some of my company. I need to give up some of my shares. I need to lose control. Um, And I think whilst they are very important because things like ownership are very important to me Mm. i do think that there are ways to just be more strategic and more thoughtful in the in leveraging the things that are available to you and i wish i had known that and played to that a lot more Mm. um but in that in saying all of this and even like you mentioned with your writing and your baking you'll find phenomenal skills (laughs) talk to us about especially going into 2021 yeah i think everyone has learned girl you need a side hustle to (laughs) to survive Mm -hmm. um and whilst i am the queen of side hustling i think you are amazing at turning your talents into money so talk to us about ways we can make more money in 2021 hashtag more money 2021 (laughs) i think that that's literally going to be the movement um Exactly like you said, turning your talents into something that can be monetized. And it's important that you start with things that you actually like doing. Mm. Because many of us think, oh, we're gonna if we're going to make more money, we have to do it at the expense of something. Mm. And I prefer that it's not at the expense of my genuine enjoyment. Like I all of the things that I've managed to turn into an income stream for me have luckily and intentionally been things that I actually enjoy Mm. so writing I've written since I was a child I've always loved writing poetry and articles and all that kind of good stuff 
but it was only until probably about a year ago that I actually started intentionally writing for income Mm. and there's multiple ways that you can do this as well for anyone that's interested in writing whether it be through a platform like medium where you actually get paid to write like your articles yeah submitting your work to publications as well as actually freelance writing that like writing is one of the most in-demand skills in this particular generation Mm. because you can you know create content you can write for people you can edit newsletters email marketing all sorts of stuff yeah so in terms of having and creating a side hustle for yourself my advice is always start with the things that you do know and the Mm. things that you do well so that's for me that was writing and then figuring out okay cool how can I monetize this what would people pay for you to do and then scaling that from there start with people you know as well start with your network like what do people within your own vicinity what would they pay for what would they do how would they support you and then if perhaps you've either already established that or that's not working for you where you don't actually want to turn something that you currently do that you love into a side hustle Mm. then think about a skill that you could develop that could then turn into a side hustle Mm. like I've always cooked and I've baked here and there but I never I would I wasn't a Michelin star like baker like Mm. I wasn't it wasn't something that I woke up and did every single day Mm -hmm. until a couple of months ago where I was like I had some extra time and I enjoyed the process of learning. So I was like, let me learn baking. Mm. And it just turns out that I happen to be very good at baking. (laughs) And not even that I happen to be very good, but I consciously developed that craft over time. And I spent time, I I invested the time that it took to learn how to bake well Mm. to the point that people would actually pay Pay for for these things. Like, it's crazy. I'm, baking is just not, like it was never on brand for me it was just one of those things that you did and I was just like oh Renee she does xyz but she also bakes for some reason um so I would definitely encourage you to also think about the skills that you could potentially develop as well and if you do have time spend maybe an hour a week at first just Mm. developing that skill and getting a sense of mastery over it before monetizing it that's so good but I think underpinning a lot of the side hustle mentality is understanding that either you are good at something or you can become good at something Mm. and that you are worthy of monetizing these things a lot of people are like super scared to monetize their skills because they think they're not good enough Mm. or they're not like a business person they don't look like what a business person should be yeah but all great businesses started off as a hustle that's so that's so good that is such a good quote started off as a hustle like Mm. when i think about your literally your hair empire (laughs) You're not even at, you're not, you haven't even arrived. You haven't even arrived, but your hair empire literally started with you hustling. Mm. Mm. You never know where these things could take you. So so, true. Yeah. I would say if like going into 2021, be very intentional about identifying the things that you can presently do now and the things that you would be willing to do. Yeah. And don't be afraid to take the steps of monetizing it. Yeah. Like all you need is a good social, a, a good landing page, mm-hmm. a good social media presence mm-hmm. and a couple of people that are interested. Yeah. And it starts from there. It's that's so good. Um, I think you're you're spot on with that. I think in terms of making more money, having that mindset of there's money to be made. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you said, there's money in abundance. I mean, 
even though people tell you, oh, we're in an economic, like we're heading into a depression, like mm. forget recession, we're heading into a depression. Mm. The government is still being able to pull out billions from somewhere <laughs> to pay for certain apps and, you know, th- these grants and initiatives. So yep. the truth is they're not pulling money out of thin air. They're printing it literally. <laughs> so there is money in abundance. <laughs> there really is money in abundance. Um, and it really comes down to how do you create the environment for that money to come to you mm. right because there's money mm-hmm. there's people money is exchanging hands every moment of the day yep. it's actually about creating a system or creating um a hustle or a business or a service or whatever so that that money comes to you not yep. just so that you're spending it but it comes and it transfers into your hands um i like i i said i'm the self like self-proclaimed queen of the side hustle mm-hmm. i have many different things that i just do on a and i think it comes down to like you said explore different talents yeah explore different gifts um and then monetize it yeah and we will probably have to do because it's something i'm very passionate about and yep. i know you are too on monetizing yep monetize your craft please today in <laughs> fact today do it today um i think it's important to realize like you said you can get paid for the things that you're good at yep but make sure you're good at them um, and continue to <laughs> continue to invest in being good in, at mm. them whether that's taking a course that's whether important. that's taking you know wait, spending time watching youtube videos i mean i just had a natural like love for looking nice and doing hair and makeup and stuff like that um so when i was younger you know i would just do it on people and they'd like it but that was after watching hours and hours and hours of youtube videos yep. i would literally come home from school hop on youtube Mm -hmm. and just be watching hair videos Mm -hmm. galore and i still do that to this day even though i'm not actively doing people's hair that much i still wake up and i'm watching like the first thing i do of course after i pray and do my self-love stuff (laughs) i um (laughs) affirmations (laughs) affirmations and all of that (laughs) i hop on youtube and i watch hair gurus Mm. and i watch hair i still do it like i still watch hair reviews i keep up to the latest latest trends um so that i'm continuously growing and evolving Mm. Um, and when it comes down to even youtube and creating making sure that you're improving on your editing skills improve and and this is also that you can reinvest back into your craft if you're trying to take it forward or so you can save that money for a holiday or a rainy day or your house that you want to buy or whatever it is so constantly reinvest and constantly learn and there's capacity to always reinvent yourself you're never stuck in one thing just because you may have had a very long career career in one thing girl it's time to pivot if exactly that if that's is. what it is pivot into something else do whatever you want to do um and don't be afraid of starting from scratch mm. and don't be afraid of starting things new i start new things all the time like renee came to my house the <laughs> other day and literally she sat down i was like renee i'm thinking of starting a new business it's like here we go again of course <laughs> you are and that's literally, that's how i am because something's gotta work yeah, like yeah. if i you know just playing the odds right if i start a hundred things at least two of them have got got a blow (laughs) so um that's that's the mindset that i've always had when it comes to making more money but it's also not just working harder and working Mm. on so many different things i also think there's so much power in focus yeah if you are going to um you should definitely check out um amma amma for sure um the mother she calls herself the mother yeah. of this is planted yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i absolutely love following her and what she does um she has grown a business from scratch um during this lockdown period called planted and 
it's just amazing vegan hair care mm-hmm. that actually works. That's their title mm-hmm. and their slogan. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one thing she's definitely emphasized is focusing on one thing. She's just been working so hard on planting mm-hmm. can really drive it forward. Yeah. And I think with that, sis, you've got to believe in your dreams. Oh, hundred percent. You've got to believe in your plans. Like mm-hmm. this is not, I know a lot of people say, don't put your eggs in one basket. And I don't think you have to put your eggs in one basket, mm. but I think you can put the majority on your egg of your eggs in one basket that mm. you think is going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, you can bet on yourself. And I think 2020 was the year I asked myself, can I really bet on me? Like, can I bet on me saying, I want to have built this hair empire. Mm-hmm. Can I actually trust that I'll do it? Yeah. You know, and so working on yourself and working on trusting yourself and also getting the knowledge that allows you to build the things you desire to build will help you to commit to it. You know, commitment really does make a massive difference. Consistency yeah. makes a massive difference. The pod, For example, the podcast listeners from all over the world, like the people listening to this podcast, even in the few weeks that we've had it yeah. has been insane. Crazy. And it's just been a commitment to us continuously having this conversation and mm. building this community and pouring out our energy and resources into it, you know? And I think that that, if you want to see something grow and if you want to see, if you want to see it be beautiful, you constantly have to water it. Mm. And that is a consistent thing. It's not about how much water you pour into it once. Yeah. It's about how often are you doing it and are you doing it consistently? Mm. So when it comes down to making more money in 2021, pick up a new craft or monetize a craft that you already have and be consistent at it. Um, and, and keep give it a chance. Give yourself a chance. Mm, That's what I would on say. You. Bet on you. Bet on you. So what tips would you give us then for money saving? I love this topic mm. because I've actually been part of a book that I wrote at work mm. on saving, the different types of savings and how you can structure and think about your savings. School us, sis. In terms of saving money, First of all, define what you're saving for. Mm. There's no point saving money for just some kind of blurry, undefined thing because you'll end up just transferring your money straight back to that current account. (laughs) When Listen, when times get tough and it's raining and you want to take an Uber, if you have a blob of cash somewhere for nothing specific, of course you're going to take the money out. Or when you're feeling peckish, well, I've got you know 500 saved in this account so why not it's just going to be down to like what 495 or like 485 i can do that again so be very very intentional about what you're saving for and then decide what method of saving and budgeting would work best for you Mm. so there's something called the um zero based budgeting which is you take how much you earn in a month on average and then you allocate the spends you you allocate your money yeah accordingly to whatever you're going to spend it on until you get to zero so that every single pound is accounted for um there's also the piggy back the piggy banking method Mm. where you have the different pots of like savings you can either do this depending on what bank you're with where you can actually open pots within the same current account or you can have separate accounts i personally have a mixture of both Mm. um so for things like taxes Mm. i have the current account with multiple pots Mm. and then for different things like holidays car house emergency fund i have separate bank accounts just to make it more difficult for me to take the money out right (laughs) so that i know if i'm taking the money out it's a commitment like it has to be a very serious thing so making sure that you have those different pots as well Mm. with a very intentional goal that is tied to it is yeah. super super helpful and then maybe defining a monetary goal for the year mm. 
you can have the whole, I want to save, you know, 10, 20 K, but actually breaking it down by year. Yeah. So in a year, this is how much I aim to spend and then breaking it down into a month. So I will be putting X amount per month into my ISA, for example, is super, super helpful. Another tip, have a spreadsheet. I know it's finicky. Mm. I know it's annoying. (laughs) I know that it's just super, you know, admin-y and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but you need to track your expenses. It's not enough to just print your bank account and see what you're spending on. You need to actually make a budget, figure out how much you are spending on X amount each month and figure out what ratios can give. So another kind of like budgeting um, hack or budgeting kind of like framework is the um 20 30 50 approach right so 20 yeah. percent is typically for like savings 30 yeah. percent is for you know your expenses have yeah. funneled them things there and then 50 percent for your essentials mm. you can change it up depending on what your goal is you might want to save more you might want to save less but having some kind of like ratio attached to how much you um how much you intend to like spend and save mm. is super important yeah but yeah having the spreadsheet changed my life because the moment i started tracking how much i spend out of like my monthly incomes i was just like why <laughs> is why am i spending on this Doing too much. why am i spending <laughs> on this and even it also allows you to account for the things that you actually want to save on mm. save for mm. that are nice things right like i would allocate a percentage of how much i earn to actually buy nice things yes. and buy nice clothes yes. and i didn't feel bad because i was still saving money and you've planned for it and you've planned yeah, for it's it not impulsive that's what's important exactly this um you've you've given us a real good lesson on that <laughs> that saving um and i think one thing i want to add is just you know this is my favorite word it's really about self-awareness <laughs> um, <laughs> courtney we need a t-shirt at this rate you and self-awareness <laughs> I, I genuinely that's my brand <laughs> self-awareness that's my bag like it, it really comes down to the reason why i say this is i think a lot of people give general advice mm, right about saving like yeah do this xyz and it will work yeah one thing i've learned about myself is because i'm very aware of all these different strategies i just never would do that right and <laughs> it's, it's not it's not because i'm lazy or anything like yeah. that it's because i'm actually very aware of how i am mm. i am not a um please don't i'm we're not financial advisors and what i'm about oh, to say disclaimer. is not advice it's not for the faint-hearted <laughs> i am not a consistent saver mm. i I go through periods of, and also it's because as a, and we'll probably do an episode on this. It Mm -hmm. could be a bonus episode of managing finance as a, like a business person or a self-employed person. Because it's very different to Mm -hmm. getting a stable income. Mm -hmm. Um, my, the amount I've paid myself in salary has fluctuated over the last two years. Um, I was on literally less than minimum wage (laughs) for a very long time because I could filter my expenses a different way, Mm. um, as a business owner. But now I am actually on a set income and salary, which means I can do the traditional saving of saving a portion of my income. And even the portion of my income that I can save, is more than most people would be able to say mm, mm. i of my monthly paycheck mm-hmm. i save about 90 percent of it mm. and i live off 10 percent. that's because as a business owner and as an as a director of a limited company yeah i can organize my finances in a completely different way mm. to um other people if you want us to do that you know for the boss babes out there whoop, whoop. then we definitely can and i can talk through it yeah um because I think it can be super helpful to know mm. the hacks, like even to do with things like taxes. Oh, yeah. I have had very interesting ways Ooh, of child. going through certain loopholes yep. in regards to making <laughs> uh, like 50 grand a year, not paying tax. But anyway, 
Um, that was I, a funny story, might I say. <laughs> and also, listen, like, I, there have been multiple times that I've called up Courtney, like, Courtney, so you see taxes. <laughs> How does this thing work? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> navigating, navigating, <laughs> um, having a limited company or being a business owner in the UK and managing finances is really where my head's at. <laughs> um, because it's, it does come with a lot of perks and advances as well as things you need to be cautious of. But like yeah. we just said, we're not financial advisors. Um, but like I was saying about self-awareness, as I am not a recur, like a consistent recurring saver, yeah. Um, unless I genuinely have to, and it's part of the strategy, mm. I am one of those people who just thinks if I need twenty thousand pounds for something, mm. my mind automatically goes to how am I going to make twenty thousand pounds mm. like that, right? I'm not a oh if I save for two three years I'll make mm. no no I want it like now, <laughs> right? So how do I how in my mind do I actually get it? Um, so if you're that sort of person, you have to make a financial plan and a saving structure that works according to how you work, yeah, right? So that you're not implementing something which is unsustainable mm. because it really comes down to how much work are you w- willing to put in and also how sustainable is this yeah. as a recurring model for your life. Mm right it may get to a point of course i know as i get older and i have bigger commitments and bigger bills to pay like mortgages and things like that and children's school fees whatever i can't be doing sporadic spending habits Uh, uh, i'm going uh. to need to have a certain amount that i (laughs) save each month towards things but now i know what my life environment looks like and how i can manage savings through that so definitely pay attention to yourself Mm -hmm. and also g check yourself Mm -hmm. if you're spending too much G check yourself, Mm -hmm. be self-aware. Am I spending too much? Am I spending enough? Could I invest in myself a bit more? Um, Or am I, am I spending on useless things? (laughs) Very, very useless (laughs) things. Am I a hoarder? You know, do I, am I the one to be taken by a bargain? For example, if I see something, no, some people are just whisked (laughs) away by bargains. Overwhelmed. (laughs) Like I'm genuinely just buying this thing because it's on sale. I don't need (laughs) it. I don't want it. I've oh never had goodness. a need for it. But because it's more than 60% mm-hmm. off, I'm just going to buy it and hoard it. There's even Why? a psychology behind that as well. You need to be very aware of the marketing employees that these companies are using. Exactly, exactly. A lot of them will be saying, well, they'll create the illusion that you're saving money when really the actual cost of creating that item was far less than what they are supposedly telling you that yep. you know the sale is on yeah a really good example was i was on delivery <laughs> <laughs> and a company was like or oh, this meal normally is 25 pounds mm. but you're saving 50 percent and i was mm. just like oh yeah that seems like a great saving you mm. know if i saw the 50 percent but then i thought this is one meal even 50% of £25, £12.50, am I really going to be paying this amount? Yeah. That could feed me for a week if I meal prepped. This is it. And it's not, so it's not looking at the savings. How yep. much am I saving? Yep. It's, sis, you're still spending. <laughs> you're still, <laughs> just because it was 50% off, you still have it's to still give money. over money to get the exactly. item. So look at how much you're spending, not how much you're saving. Um, And I think lastly as well, like you said, be future focused, Yeah. like be driven and have a motivator of some kind so mm-hmm. that you actually stay on track. But lastly, I think the word invest yep. has been uh, really big on lips right now because, you know, long term investments, short term investments, all of that. Yep. Talk to us about how can you invest in your 20s? What mm-hmm. does that look like mm-hmm. at this specific stage of our lives? 
So investment to me at this particular stage should not be purely it shouldn't be used as proxy for stocks and bonds because i think that no no in all seriousness because when we hear investment it's like oh what stocks and stocks and mm. shares bonds all this all of this financial jargon right. that if you were not well read or clued up on these things it seems like something that's super scary mm. when investment is literally funneling or channeling resources for a particular end that will pay off a yeah. little bit later on okay so i hate to be that person that's like you know invest in your mind <laughs> invest in your body in your soul courtney's quoting because we had this conversation earlier and she was literally like i hate when people say that <laughs> no but it's important but Go it's on. important but investment in your 20s looks like, first of all, just being future focused. Mm. So identifying what is it that you want to achieve in the future right. and identifying the ways in which you can do that now. Mm. So what does that look like on a monthly and annual, you know, biannual um, basis. basis? So, for example, if you are the kind of person that is looking to in, invest in a, you know, a house or mm-hmm. any kind of material property. Yeah. The first investment you need to do is investment into your mind. You need to understand things before you put money towards yes. them. As basic as that sounds. Do not be swayed or mollycoddled by anybody or anything. <laughs> Make sure you are aware of exactly where your money is going. Mm. Research. Spend some time learning. As Courtney said, like I'm exactly the same where I will spend some time. Like if I'm interested in, you know, buying a property. Mm. I'm spending time actually listening to property owners. I'm spending time reading property books. I'm spending time actually understanding what are the ramifications of this huge financial Mm. decision. The same way that if you're investing in anything else, if you're investing in a car, learn, research. There's a lot of hidden costs that you need to be aware Mm. about. There's a lot of language you're not aware of. The same with stocks and shares. Learn. Don't let anybody else do it for you. Research. Figure out. What do these things mean? Yeah. What kind of companies would you actually want to put money towards? Yeah. Research financial trends and markets. Don't allow yourself to be taken because that's where other people and other things will now start to exploit you. Yeah. So investment to me, firstly, in our 20s, looks like a commitment and dedication to learning. Yeah. The next or rather the other things that you would need to do to invest in yourself in your 20s is you need to practice getting comfortable with money Mm. like we've already discussed some of the ways that you can do that in building a side hustle or investing in a business and all that kind of stuff but you need to learn to feel comfortable having conversations and allowing money to enter and leave your hand yeah because many of us it's either we're uncomfortable or we have an issue with money coming into our hands or we have an issue with money leaving our hands Mm. so identify where is the issue with you and start to fix the leaking buckets yeah where is money leaving your hands too quickly? Yeah. Where is money not coming into your hands that quickly? Mm-hmm. Um, and then investment also looks like building out the funnels that will eventually become cash flows. Yeah. So as we discussed, side hustles lead to businesses which literally lead to cash flows. Yeah. So what are the skills that you have that you can be continuing to build that will lead to more money? Yeah. Like we discussed are you you know are you good at makeup are you good at styling are you good Mm. at writing are you like what are the things that you can be doing to help you make money now so that you can actually scale these things as you get older Mm. those are my those would be my tips that's so good that is so good um i think to, to just add on to what you've put so well um 
use your money to make more money mm. right mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. oftentimes the temptation could be i need to work harder yeah i think you there are ways through education this is how don't ask me how can i do it read some books <laughs> I'm telling, I'm telling you, actually go and search for books on um finance and mm. how to manage your finance a great book that got recommended to me though it was um from a business perspective yeah i think it's really good um is this book called profit first mm. sign up to the to my sister's mailing list yep. and we will send out these sorts of resources to you on a weekly basis but um a book called profit first which lets you know like put aside the money that you want yep put it aside first make it your priority and find a way to innovate with the rest Mm. right and i think what's important in that idea of innovation is don't hold on to money too tight yep because one thing i would definitely say is even as we're having this conversation about money money is just a resource it's not who you are and Mm. it doesn't determine your value Mm. you should be clued up on money and how to work with it better Mm. but at the end of the day it's a resource like anything else right so as you get more of it continue to see it as a resource not just this prize don't see it as a um social trophy none Mm -hmm. of that it's just a tool that you can use to get the things that you want in life whether that is rest freedom peace whatever it is um at at the end of the day though having those things in mind don't trade them off i would say one of the biggest money mistakes that i didn't uh, mention at the beginning as is in this kind of running of my own business i was working so hard to make more money Mm. that i forgot that the reason why i started this business in the first place was because i wanted my own freedom to rest when i wanted to and it just turns out i wasn't resting because i was trying to work so i could rest it it wasn't making sense sense. the Mm. system was broken so in that you actually need to get clued up on creating systems for your money Mm. not just making more money but systems for your money so that you can save yes and also so that your money can make more money because it has the potential to do that and yes that can be stocks and shares but that could also be investing in other people Mm -hmm. that could also be buying things which appreciate in value Mm -hmm. such as property such as even some this is a wild one but even as people are talking about like birkin bags birkin bags can appreciate in value (laughs) so if you want to invest in that and you've got the money do it but it all comes down to researching on how to do that and before you get like really burdened with people are telling me to invest in this and invest in that and this stock and this company Mm -hmm. don't worry yourself if it's going over your head it's a conversation you don't need to be a part of go and get into an introductory lesson go and get you know a book in fact they get books go onto youtube right there are youtube videos that talk about money in its simplest Mm -hmm, form mm -hmm. they talk about how simple things that you don't understand or even the more complex things which you don't understand but you need to be think about such as pensions and retirement right so these things spend time actually getting clued up and yes whilst Mm. i always roll my eyes on investing yourself (laughs) it is your biggest (laughs) investment i can't lie i can't lie on that it is your biggest investment um and yes there are smart places where you can put your money to help you and we will go way way deeper into that as more episodes come but this has been an introductory conversation to money and even on that note let us know what you want to hear us talk about when it comes to money but also let us know your thoughts and maybe even your hopes or fears for 2021 when it comes down to your financial well-being you can do this by adding us on instagram at to my sisterhood 
or you can come and say hi to us personally on our pages at Courtney.Daniela or at Renee Kapuku. And of course, you can tweet us with the hashtag to my sisters. And don't forget to join the sisterhood by signing up for our weekly newsletter so we can grow and glow together. We will talk to you very soon. And remember, keep glowing and growing. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com